Uh, it's better, Greg. I'm not sure what it is, but it's, it is better. So thank you, brother, for, for figuring that out for us. If you have your Bibles tonight, open them with me to Galatians, the third chapter. Galatians chapter 3. And um, let's begin at verse number 1. I'm not going to comment on all these verses, but I'm going to read verses uh, 1 uh, through, um, we'll go through at least verse 14. Um, Galatians 1, Galatians 3, rather, 1 through 14. Before I do that, before I do that, I want to just say a couple of things to kind of set the stage for where we're headed tonight, right? Um, as a born-again believer, you have been blessed. Amen. Okay? Now, we throw that word blessed around a lot. Okay? Um, somebody sneezes, we say bless you. Um, somebody, uh, you know, you tells you on the phone or as you exit a building or whatever, have a blessed day. Um, and, you know, bless your heart and, and, and these kinds of things. And, and, and while I'm, I'm not saying that's wrong or bad, what happens so many times is, you know, we use a word or an expression uh, so frequently without really understanding its full meaning that it, the word becomes devalued and it doesn't carry the weight with us that it should carry. And so sometimes we think, you know, to say bless you or be blessed or have a blessed day um, is, uh, you know, blessed and highly favored. Sometimes that, that's a kind of a catchphrase that people use. How you doing? I'm blessed and highly favored. Well, amen. Keep on confessing that. But a lot of people who say that have no idea what they're saying when they say it. Okay. And so this idea of being blessed, in Genesis 1 and 28, when God created Adam, the Bible says that he blessed him and then commanded him with what I call five royal mandates told him to be fruitful, told him to multiply, told him to fill up the earth, told him to have uh, dominion, and if anything got out, got out of line, to subdue it, okay? But notice God blessed him when he created him and, and gave him those royal mandates. Now, what, the simplest way to understand this biblical word blessed or, or to be blessed or blessing is if you'll think of... Something from heaven resting upon you, empowering you to succeed and prosper here on the earth. That's the blessing of God upon a man or a woman's life. So when the Bible says God blessed Adam, that meant that God empowered him. He put something on him that enabled him to fulfill the purpose for which God created him. Now, we know what happened when Adam sinned. He lost that blessing and it was replaced with a curse. Now, if we fast forward, we see that blessing upon different individuals. And you could even make a case for, you know, one of the main themes of the Bible is God restoring the blessing that was lost originally by Adam to you and me. Now, a major character, a major player, if you will, I don't mean that in, in, in any disrespect, in, in this whole blessing story is Abraham. And we see that God made a covenant with Abraham and God blessed Abraham. And, and so we see here in Galatians 3, we'll get to it in just a moment, that now 
um, in Christ, we've been redeemed from under the curse and the blessing of Abraham has been restored to us. Again, that's God empowering you to prosper. Now, the world sometimes will, you know, not sometimes, just about every time, the world will recognize the blessing upon a man or a woman, but sometimes they don't know what to call it. They don't know what to say about it, you know. They, so a lot of times the world calls someone who's blessed by God lucky, you know. Oh, man, he's just lucky. Or have you ever heard this one? I don't know what it is, but whatever it is, he has it. Well, let me tell you what it is, okay? <laughs> it's, it's the Holy Spirit and the blessing that he brings upon a man or a woman's life that empowers, listen to me again, it empowers that individual to prosper. Now, when we talk about the blessing upon a man or a woman's life empowering them to prosper, that blessing empowers a man or a woman in five key areas. First of all, spiritually, the blessing empowers you to prosper and succeed spiritually. It also uh, uh, empowers and prospers you uh, physically, amen, spiritually, physically, mentally, mentally, number three, mentally, number four, emotionally, and then number five, financially, financially. Now, Abraham is a case study in these things, and we see that, that the blessing on his life empowered him to prosper and succeed in all five uh, of those areas. Amen. By spiritually, you know, we see that Abraham believed God. Abraham had the gospel preached to him. He had, and I don't know exactly all the details that he was given, but I believe Abraham at least knew there was a Messiah coming. In other words, when all this was explained to him, he was a friend of God. God explained this to him, and he believed it before any of it ever happened. And the Bible says that, that his faith was accounted to him for righteousness. Amen. And again, I'm just trying to show you very quickly that, that this, the, the, the blessing upon Abraham's life empowered him to prosper and succeed spiritually, clearly. Physically, amen. I mean, what can you say about a man that's 100 years old that's fathering children? I mean, again, physical, by physical, we mean physical health, physical strength, physical well-being. Amen. Now, when we talk about mentally, um, we're not just talking about, you know, mental uh, health uh, is more than just the absence of mental illness. Um, it, it, it means, you know, remaining sharp mentally. Uh, the memory of the righteous, the Bible says, is blessed. It's, it's having a sharp mind, a sharp memory. Amen. Blessed mentally. Blessed emotionally. Amen. God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but a one of power and of love and of a sound mind. So he's talking about emotional and mental soundness, mental and emotional well-being. Amen. 
And then the fifth one, some folks, I've never understood why, but some folks get really uh, nervous. And, and I've even had people get upset with me about this before. But the blessing upon a man or a woman's life is absolutely positively intended by God to help you prosper and succeed financially. I mean, it's Old Testament and New Testament. How about the blessing of the Lord makes one rich and adds no sorrow with it? See, there's a lot of folks in the world, they have the, the, the financial wealth, but they're a mental and emotional wreck. Was it Howard Hughes that said he would, he would give, um, I don't know if it was half or all the money that he had for a new stomach? In other words, he had wealth beyond imagination, right? <laughs> but he didn't have physical uh, health, and, and his money couldn't, couldn't fix that, couldn't buy that, okay? Now, with that said, I'm going to uh, listen to me, please, because sometimes folks get a, a little sensitive when we start talking about this, you know. They, they, they stomp off, you know, if not literally stomp off. Somewhere in their mind, they, you know, they get offended. Well, he just said, I'm cursed. No, no, please hear me. Let's, let's get all this straight, okay? Before we were born again, we were not spiritually blessed. We were spiritually cursed. In other words, the, the curse is the opposite of, it's, it's you know, life, death, uh, love, hate, um, uh, um, light, darkness, you know, these two polar opposites, if you will. And, and, and so over here with, with life and light is, is blessing, and over here with death and darkness is cursing, opposite ends of the spectrum. And so before we were born again, the Bible says we were under the curse, meaning we were cursed spiritually, we were cursed physically, we were cursed mentally, we were cursed emotionally. I know I've been all this, but just, amen. And we were cursed financially. But we are not under the curse any longer. Amen. We are not cursed, we're blessed. I am not cursed, I'm blessed. I am blessed spiritually. I am blessed physically. I love what Brother Copeland said. Brother Copeland said it this way. He said, I'm, I'm not uh, blessed because I'm healed. I'm healed because I'm blessed. You see the difference there? See, we think I received a healing. Oh, I, I received a healing. I'm so blessed. No. You, 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 we, you know, as we think that the healing was, was, uh, you know, now somehow equals a blessing when it was the, the blessing was the cause. One's cause, one's effect, right? The effect is healing, the cause is blessing. So I'm not just blessed because I'm healed, I'm healed because I'm blessed. Because I'm blessed physically, I'm healed physically. Amen. Because I am blessed, uh, are you following what I'm saying? Then sound mind. You know, they, over in the, when he talked about all these different curses and, and these things, he talked about people who were not sound mentally. 
think the King James Version says they were, they were crazed in the wits. Crazed in the wits. Right? It was clearly he's talking about somebody there who's not thinking straight. Amen. And so, let me, I was praying with somebody not too long ago. And they were telling me about a, a, a very serious diagnosis that had just been given to someone close to them. And obviously it, it, it kind of shocked uh, this, this brother. But the, but the next words out of his mouth were, but I'm okay with that. In other words, it's like, you know, th this was one of his children, and, and he's like, you know, my, 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 my child was recently diagnosed with this, and, and, and I could tell it was, it, it, it was affecting him emotionally, but he said, you know though what, though, I'm okay with it. And under, I understand on one level what he meant by that. It's like, this isn't going to rattle me, I'm, I'm going to stand my ground. You know, I understand that, and I respect that. But listen to me, we, we should not be okay with that. We, we should not be okay with that. And again, this is why I'm asking you not to be sensitive, but we've got to be able to recognize what is the curse. Right? And when the enemy tries to put things on us that Jesus has already taken away for us, amen, then we should call the devil's hand on it. Hold on just a second. Depression, depression is a part of the curse. And I've been redeemed from the curse. I don't, that, uh, oh, hold on a second. Anxiety, no sir. I am blessed emotionally. I am no longer cursed emotionally. Depression and anxiety, uh, no, 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 just a second devil. You're not going to put that on me. Because Jesus came under the curse with me. He lifted depression and anxiety off of me, allowed it to be placed upon him, and then he carried it away to hell with him and left it there, effectively setting me free from it. The chastisement for my peace was upon him. He allowed anxiety and depression to be placed upon him so that he could remove it from me. And if the enemy tries to, to lure me in and, 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 and maybe due to a lack of discipline in my thinking or, or what have you, I'm not, listen, see, this again, I, I told you don't get offended. I'm trying to help you, I'm not trying to make you mad. We've got to know what belongs to us. We've got to know what Jesus has done for us. We've got to understand these things or else the devil will just keep right on doing what he does. It's been a long time since I've dreamed about sermons, but I dreamed about sermons last night. Amen. And I'm wanting, to, I'm, wanting to, I'm wanting to preach it so bad. I, as a matter of fact, I like, I'm just like, Lord, please, you know, let me. And it's like, no, it's not for today. It's not for today. But I'm going to give you just a brief preview. Are you ready? Just a brief preview. Are you ready? Amen. See, we, it's one of the reasons we're not satisfied with the results that, that, that our faith is producing in our lives, we'll begin to talk about that on Wednesday nights. 
It's because we have been lazy in making our case. Amen. Micah 6.1 says, God speaking through the prophet, he said, you need to arise and you need to make your case to the mountain. And you need to lift your voice to the hills. See, we, we've, we've wanted, maybe I've watched too many uh, 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 Matlocks and Perry Masons, you know, these, these uh, legal dramas, right? I, I know probably just enough about all that, uh, you know, to be dangerous. Brother Keith, I might be, I might be calling you. He, a lot of you don't know that he's a retired attorney. Get, some, get, get my legal stuff straight here. But, but you realize that attorneys can work for months and months and months preparing a case before going to trial. And at some point they'll say, okay, now we're ready for trial. What does that mean? That means they have prepared a case that they are now going to present. Right? And that, that case is going to begin with a stated position. Now here's the last thing right here and then we'll move on. In our court system, every person is presumed innocent and must be proven guilty. What, it, what exactly does that mean? Well, I'm glad you asked. To presume is an idea or plan that presumes certain facts means it, what, it regards them as true so that they can be used as a basis for further ideas and theories. When we talk about... Thank you, Jesus. It's, it's an understood given. Listen to me, please. It's an understood given that everyone is innocent unless a prosecutor can prove you are guilty. Now, whether you understand it or not, the devil knows you're healed. He knows you're free. He knows you're wealthy. He knows you're blessed. He knows that you've been redeemed from the curse and you've been empowered to prosper and succeed in all five key areas of life. But he's banking on you not knowing it. He's banking on making a case against you that is based in fact, that is based in rumor, that is based in false accusation, or maybe even based in past history. And he is banking on you not knowing the truth. He's banking on you showing up in the courtroom of life, ill-prepared to state your case of faith. And he's even banking on you making his case for him and being one of his best witnesses. I'm sure nobody in this room but you probably know somebody that actually committed the crime, right? But they had a good attorney who prepared a good case and every time they would say, so-and-so robbed, your attorney would stand up and say, alleged. 
not going to let him get away with one word. Alleged. There's no proof for that. There's no truth to sustain, to, to, to support that. Are you following what I'm saying tonight? Praise God. Lord spoke to me, I think it was three weeks ago now. I was driving to the foundry. I've been praying and working on those things. I was driving to the foundry. And he said it in my spirit. Clear as a, I don't mean an audible voice. In my spirit, clear as a bell. He said, never make the devil's case for him. Never make his case for him. Again, I'm sure nobody in this room, but you probably know somebody. You, I mean, they, not you. They did the crime. But your attorney said, hey, you just keep your mouth shut and let me represent you. Am I right about it? Just keep your mouth shut, right? How are you going to plead not guilty? And now it becomes a matter of somebody got to prove it. Now the devil may have some facts, but you got the truth. You got the truth. Amen. 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 And there is but one mediator between God and men, and that's the man Christ Jesus. He is the absolute best attorney. And I'm not saying anything that he doesn't tell me to say. If he says to plead healed, I'm going to plead healed. If he tells me to plead blessed, I'm going to plead blessed. If he tells me that I am sound mentally and emotionally, I'm going to confess out of my mouth that I am sound mentally and emotionally. And if somebody tries to put a diagnosis on me, I'm going to say alleged diagnosis. I'm going to say alleged report. Here is the problem. We are presuming ourselves cursed. My friend, you are not the cursed trying to be blessed. You are the blessed learning how to walk by faith in the blessing. Amen. See, we walk in, oh, you know, I'm cursed. Nothing ever works out for me. If it weren't for bad luck, I'd have no luck at all. Blah, 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 blah. You're making the devil's case for him. It's clear that you are not prepared for trial. You are not prepared for what the devil is going to bring against you. You don't know what to say. You don't know, you don't know how to respond. See, we got, we got, this is, amen, this is, Joshua asked me the other night, he says, he said, when are we going to get some practical instructions on this? These are some, we're going to talk about how to prepare a case. Amen. Amen. But see, now let's go back to this. It has to begin with, I am blessed. And recognizing things that are in me, in this world around me, that are part of the curse that I have been bought out from under. And there is an enemy who Jesus called the accuser of the brethren. He's trying to bring false accusation against me. And he's trying to apply things to my life reality that I am no longer under. 
Now again, I guarantee there's some folks in here you've been falsely accused. You didn't do it, wasn't you? Right? Notice again how we navigate that and how we handle that. All right, let me get back here. Praise God. You get anything out of this? So Galatians chapter 3, let's begin at verse number 1. O foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you that you should not obey the truth, before whose eyes Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed among you as crucified? This only I want to learn from you. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Are you so foolish, having begun in the Spirit, are you now being made perfect by the flesh? Have you suffered so many things in vain, if indeed it was in vain? Therefore, he who supplies the Spirit to you and works miracles among you, does he do it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Just as Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness, therefore know that only those who are of faith are sons of Abraham. And the scripture, foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, preached the gospel to Abraham beforehand, saying, In you all the nations shall be blessed. So then those who are of faith are blessed with believing Abraham. Let me put the brakes on here for just a moment. Someone who is of faith is someone who has believed upon Jesus and what he has done for you, amen, and your righteousness, your right standing before God in the eyes of God is not based upon your performance, not based upon what you've done, but based upon what Jesus has done for you. This is, this is, these are those who are of faith. That stands in contrast to those who believe their right standing with God is based upon their obedience to the law or, 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 or their uh, you know, strict adherence to um, the commandments from the Old Testament. Verse 10, For as many as are of the works of the law are under the curse. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who does not continue in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them. Look at me for a moment, please. I was going to show you all this in Scripture, but I'm running out of time. We are familiar with Ten Commandments, and, and don't feel bad about it, but probably, you know, like, if you were on one of those game shows and you had to name all ten, you might could get seven of them, right? Okay. So there's ten written in stone, but there's another 603 commandments. Six one, three, six hundred and thirteen commandments total. You with me? Okay. Now, we have this mindset, people, especially folks who really believe that their righteousness is based on obeying the commandments, have this mindset that, you know, at least 50% or better is acceptable or something. Right? That's wrong. In Deuteronomy 28, when God spelled all this out, he was very clear. It's an all or nothing proposition. You either obey all 613 and be blessed, right? But if you, remember what Jesus said, if you break one, you're guilty of, I heard some of you say it already, you're guilty of all of them. You're guilty of all of them. 
Now, do you see why the Bible says those laws were never meant to make a man right before God in the eyes of God? They were, they were never meant um, to provide us our inheritance. They were never meant to make us the offspring of God. Those commands and laws were given to prove to us unless God did it for us, we were doomed. Right? Now, if you break one of those 613 commandments, you're guilty, and now you're trapped under the curse that comes from breaking the commands of God. All right? So, verse 10, For as many as are of the works of the law are under the curse. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who does not continue in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them, but that no one is justified. That means to be made righteous, to be, to be just as if I'd never sinned. But that no one is justified by the law on the side of God is evident. For the just shall live by faith. Yet the law is not of faith, but the man who does them shall live by them. Can I tell you? Oh, man, I can't believe I'm going over this far. Can y'all stay with me a few more minutes? Okay. See, people still want to cling to that system because they look at it as something they can control. They look at it as, see, you know, faith means we're trusting in Jesus and what he's done for us. The law, on the other hand, he's saying it's not a faith. It, it's, it's a completely different approach. It's, it's me and my own you know, determination, my own hard work, look at what I've done. And that's why the Bible says that, that with that system comes boasting. It, it comes pride. Look at me, look at how good I am, I'm better than you, ha, ha, ha. All right? Now, <clears throat> So verse 12, yet the law is not of faith, but the man who does them shall live by them. Verse 13, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us, for it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit by faith. Okay? Now, those five years, let's finish right here. We were cursed spiritually. We were cursed physically. We were cursed mentally. We were cursed emotionally. And we were cursed financially. Say, so how do you know that? Well, when you look at what Jesus did when he became the curse for us, he bore our physical sickness. He bore our pain. He bore the sin that caused us spiritual death. He made a way for us to be spiritually reborn. The chastisement for our peace, our mental and emotional well-being was upon him. And we even see where the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 8 and 9, for you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor that you, through his poverty, might become rich. Now, there are people who say, well, that's speaking of, of spiritual wealth, Pastor Mark. I beg your pardon. Jesus did not become spiritually impoverished. Are you following what I'm saying here? Amen. He took our sin upon him, right? Upon himself. But this... It's like when 
Isaiah uses griefs and sorrow in Isaiah 53 when the Hebrew words literally mean the full spectrum of physical sickness, illness, and disease ranging from minor things to chronic things and even terminal conditions and all illness and sickness in between. Okay? The curse even in, involves like healing from accident and accidents and, and, and incidents and, and things of this nature, things that, that, praise God, beyond your control, so to speak. Amen. Yet Jesus bore the pain for those things. Mental, emotional, and financial. You say, well, I, I, I'm not sure the financial part. Well, verse 14, having become a curse, curse for us, for it is written, curses everyone hangs on a tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Did Abraham's blessing include finances? Come on now. Right? Amen. It absolutely included finances. And so the blessing of Abraham that's now upon you and me is a blessing to empower you to prosper financially. Thank you, Jesus. Stand with me tonight. Are you getting anything out of this? All right, so <clears throat> mindset, mindset, mindset. Your enemy has worked very hard your entire life to cultivate within you a, the, a mindset of someone who is cursed. Would you make a commitment tonight with the Lord's help? You're done cursing yourself. That you'll never call yourself an idiot again. You'll never say you're stupid again. You'll never say things like, I can't get anything right. Come on now. Amen. See, notice that that's coming from a, a mindset forged under the curse. Now, we're no longer under the curse. Jesus became a curse for us. He came under what was on top of us, lifted it off of us, put it on his shoulders and carried it away. So that what? The blessing of Abraham now could come upon us. Okay? <clears throat> Let's say you apply for a job. See, a cursed mindset says, I don't even know why I'm applying for this job. They're going to pick somebody else. Do you see, I'm, I'm just trying to show you some practical things here. Well, they're not going to pick me. If they look at my background, they'll never hire me. If they live there, see, again, you're making the devil's case for him. When you've got the blessing of God Almighty upon you to prosper financially, See, but again, you're presuming yourself cursed instead of presuming yourself blessed. I am presumed blessed. <laughs> Come on now. I am presumed blessed. Amen. Do you, do you, see, the, you see the difference in the mindset there? 
Jesus has borne it, the Bible says. That means he came under what was on top of you. I was thinking about like somebody trapped in the rubble of a building. Think of like the rubble of your life, your cursed life has collapsed down on top of you. Mountains of debt, depression, anxiety, maybe even some mental disorder diagnoses, uh, heart disease runs in your family, this, that, that, blah, blah, all these other things. Just all piled on top of you. Jesus came down underneath all that with you, lifted it all up off of you, and walked off with it. Right? And now you just lay in there looking up at blue sky. Amen. Amen. I'm blessed spiritually. <laughs> Come on, say it with me. I'm blessed spiritually. I'm blessed physically. I'm blessed mentally. I'm blessed emotionally. I'm blessed financially. Amen. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Now, Father, we release, we release the blessing now. I thank you, Father, that my brothers and sisters are laying hold of truth, Lord. And that truth, Father, is setting us free to live in ways that you created and intended for us to live. But, but Father, in ways that some folks never even imagined being able to live. I thank you, Father, that you have chosen us. Father, that, that we are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, your own special people, Father. You have empowered us to prosper and succeed. And I thank you, Lord, that we are blessed. And we are so blessed, Father. You, you have blessed us to make us a blessing to others, Lord. That's the blessing of Abraham in its full extension, Lord, blessed so that we can be generous. Blessed so that we have to give to every good work. Blessed, Father, so that, that we can help spread the good news of your gospel, the gospel of your kingdom around this planet, Lord. Blessed, Father. Thank you for helping us have that mindset as we move forward in life now in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Praise God. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Shake somebody's hand, hug somebody's neck, love somebody in Jesus. I'll see some of you tomorrow, some of you Tuesday, some of you Wednesday. Amen. Good things coming. Good things coming.